Hello friends and welcome to episode number 158 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's uh, Patrick here in rainy Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan where it is cloudy. <laughs> it's uh, partly cloudy today, yeah. It's about yeah, 20 degrees enough. though. It's a nice little fall day here in Saskatoon. Nice. Yeah. Humidity is jacked through the roof here. That's all right. <laughs> We're here to talk baseball. Not an ideal week for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, we went from having a one-game lead in the wild card to now we are one game back. Uh, that'll about do it for this week's episode. <laughs> I wish. I mean, fuck. There's not much w- to say except you know it's not what you want to see yeah. your team do uh, in the stretch. But that's what happens when your team cools off. Everybody got hot and we were on fire there for a few weeks and now we're cooling off but uh there there is still enough baseball left that uh there is a chance Mm -hmm. Uh, justin i saw that your boys the riders picked up a dub they sure did on a last last second touchdown it was awesome last 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 second there against the lions um yeah i mean i always i we got to talk riders um but Mm -hmm. i mean I think that's really all there is to say. They yep. sc- scooped out the win. Um, if you had to describe this week for Toronto Blue Jays uh, baseball, what single word would you use? A single word. Um, I'm trying to think of a word to, a word to say. Uh, situational. There wasn't much situational hitting this week. And we saw in that, that Twins game when they had a runner, at least one runner on in the first eight inning, or every every inning for the first eight innings and only scored two runs on Thursday. So that's that's how you lose a lot of games and you just don't string yep. any hits together, right? Um, yep, that, yeah. uh, that July bullpen, that F-tier bullpen that we ran in the month of July, that is going to come back and bite us in the ass. <laughs> it's uh, here, very possible, yeah. <laughs> here we are. Like, we are literally at the end of our rope here, and I don't know... I, I mean, there's still we got three games against the Yankees. Sweeping yep. them gets us uh, as close as we can get into the playoffs without actually clinching. Yep. Um, I would say the one word I would use to describe this week was frustrating. If you look yeah. back, um, yep, the Rays uh, are a good baseball team. What a surprise! Losing six to four against them on the twentieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sucked. Um, yeah. Tough, tough loss for Ro- Robert Ray. Uh, however, he is definitely still the Cy Young front runner. Um, strips getting pounded in that seven to one game, uh, and then uh, the bullpen game against the Twins. We lost seven to two. Was it the bullpen game against the Twins? Um... Or was it? the game before that i'm just it's no, all blending it together. was that was the matt start where he was only able to right. go three innings but then hatch did give up three runs and over an inning and two thirds and that kind of solidified that loss because matt's while he only went three innings only give up two runs so it's not like they were out of it by any means they were actually tied yeah. before hatch came in because the jays did score in the top of the fourth but then hatch gave up four runs in the or three runs in the bottom of the fifth uh him and Mary yep. Weather did not have a good time. <laughs> uh, the the second game against the Twins, losing three to one. Uh, Barrios yeah. looked good in that game. He hey, just got no hitting support. Yeah, the last three games of the series, quality starts uh, for the starting pitchers, minus a third of an inning for Manoa. He only went five and two thirds today, but um, the starting pitchers did did their job the past three games. And yeah, when you score one run, you're not going to win many games. 
you had told me at the beginning of the season that we would have a three-way tie for our <laughs> uh, starting rotations uh, wins leader, and you would say that it was Robbie Ray, Hunjin Rio, and Steven Matz, I probably would have been shocked. But that's what's happening. Uh, and I don't know. Steven Matz probably going to start a game against the Orioles because yep. somebody's got to go out there. Uh, Robbie Ray's probably got one start left. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ryu's got two starts left, uh, assuming he's fully healthy. Um, can't really afford a bullpen day at this point. We need to, the boys no. got to be out there. No, uh, you're, so. you're not going to see any more bullpen days. <laughs> no, it's no going to be. We'll talk about the, uh, the the Yankees series a little bit later. Let's just get into the standings, Justin. Break it yeah. down for us. Oh man, yeah. So the National League. The last time we talked, it was relatively close. Uh, that was a week ago. Um, the Cardinals haven't lost in more than two weeks. They've just finished their 16th win in a row today. And they are now six games up on both Cincy and Philly for the second wildcard spot in the National League. They've basically clinched it. It's Both of those teams, Cincy and Philly, cannot lose another game if they want to get in the wildcard. The Phillies do still have a shot at their division. They're like a game and a half back or something against the the Barves, but the Braves do have a couple games in hand. Um, so yeah, the the National League is, is all but wrapped up in terms of wild card. It looks like it's going to be the Dodgers and, and St. Louis, unless the Dodgers can somehow overcome a two-game deficit against the Giants in the last week in the division. But yeah, that's it's going to be a, an interesting wild card game. If the cards stay hot going into LA or to San Fran, they could knock out a team who's going to win 100 games this year in that wild card game. <laughs> That's crazy. The beauty of baseball, right? (laughs) I mean, what's interesting, too, is that uh, I know San Francisco has long, long clinched a playoff spot. Uh, They could still end up losing the division. Yeah, and they've already won 101 games. The Dodgers aren't toast just yet. (laughs) So, yeah, very, very interesting to see what might happen here. Um, But holy crap. St. Louis, the cards are now... 18 games above 500. Yep. Uh, 16 of those wins have come in the last 16 days or 17 days, whatever it is. Uh, yep. That's just bonkers to me. It just goes to show if your team gets hot at the right moment, you know, anything is possible. Um, Cincinnati and Philly are... Cincy's path is, is is extremely narrow. They have to win out, and they need St. Louis to lose out. So all St. Louis has to do is win one of its final games. Fade them. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah. They're, they're pretty close to toast. And like you said, Philly, there's a chance. But because Atlanta has those extra games, if they win even one of them, it's going to toast Philly uh, pretty badly. Uh, yep. The wild card should be wrapped up by tomorrow. It's unfortunate it's not wrapped up today, but uh, since he pulled out a W, and that's kind of the way that it is. Um, all right, American League. Let's do it. Yeah, I just want to give Tyler O'Neill one more shout-out. We shouted him out last week, but he's hitting oh bombs yeah. still. He hit a bomb out of Wrigley yesterday, so that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I could see a Canadian kid. And uh, shout-outs to Justin Morneau and Larry Walker. Uh, Morneau went into the Twins Hall of Fame yesterday. Amazing. And the Rockies retired Larry Walker's number yesterday. So a couple Canadians were being honored by their respective MLB clubs. So that was pretty cool to see. Is um, is Larry Walker the best Canadian hitter of all time? Yes. No question about it. 
there's no there's no debate in my opinion okay is <laughs> i mean it's impossible to compare ferguson jenkins and larry walker yeah which one do you think has had a more meaningful impact on canadian baseball as a whole as a whole probably it's still hard. probably still larry just because of the recency thing um yes obviously a lot of kids in the early 2000s got into baseball because of larry walker in the late 90s um and joey Votto did the same for a while if, if joey Votto had played for a bigger market team i think he would have had an even larger impact but you look at a guy like tyler o'neill who's also from bc um along with larry walker and justin morneau those those guys larry and justin like they they had a huge impact on baseball in that bc like greater vancouver area um the the impact of, of that them on that baseball programs there is is immense so i think those both of those two guys even justin morneau had a huge impact on canadian baseball yeah, I I don't I feel like time is going to be more kind to Ferguson Jenkins' career because looking at his uh, performance, even from the perspective of like only statistics, right? Unfucking believable. This guy was able to log three hundred innings yeah. several times. <laughs> he, he did it. I think it was five years in a row. Yep. Uh, with the Cubbies, uh, leading the league in starts and innings pitched and. Uh, while he was definitely a guy who was vulnerable to the long ball, he gave up 484 home runs in his career. That's a lot. Uh, still, career ERA, 334. Mm, I don't know, man. <sighs> it's hard to compare hitters and pitchers. But yeah, and the fact that Fergie played like kind of 15 almost 20 years before larry did so and the, the peak of larry's career anyway like 15 plus years before so there was also that year where larry was flirting heavily with hitting 400 yeah he was uh, a beast for a few years in a row there and he obviously Just unbelievable <laughs> yeah 379 in 1999 <laughs> can't think of a, a player uh in, in the last uh, or at least in the 90s, aside from Ken Griffey, who really was just, you know, not on the, very clearly, like, played the game clean. Yeah. Uh, and was just, oh, Tony Gwynn as well. Uh, yeah. Gwynn's career wrapped up in, I think it was 99 or something like that, or 2000. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, Gwynn Griffey and, and Larry Walker, that's the, that's the conversation of guys who define the 90s. For just sure, tr just tremendous. But yeah. let, let's let's get back into the uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the American League, the standings, where we're at. Um, yeah. So yeah. Tampa's Tampa's clinched the clinched the AL East. They've got ninety seven wins. They have they're the only American League team with a shot at hundred wins this season. Um, Houston yeah. is still in a battle for their division. They are six games up on on Seattle and seven up on Oakland, so they're likely going to clinch that. It's pretty much impossible for those those teams to catch up to Houston. Houston would have to lose out for that to happen. And the White Sox uh, actually clinched the American League Central the other day. They're currently seeing 88 wins, which is the same amount as the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um, Boston and New York are tied at 88 and 67. They play tonight in for Sunday Night Baseball. They're both 7-3 and three in their last 10, but the Red Sox have lost the last two games to the Yankees, and the Yankees are on a five-game win streak, so going in different directions right now. 
Um, currently sitting one and a half games back of those two teams, but will be one and a half back of whichever team loses tonight are the Toronto Blue Jays. They're sitting at 87 and 69. Yeah, one back yeah, after one, tonight. One back. One back. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'll obviously, hate to say it, but hopefully Boston wins. <laughs> So tough to cheer for a division rival who you just loathe, yeah. but uh, the Jays do play the Yankees, of course, in a three-game series starting Tuesday. The Yankees and Toronto are both off tomorrow, as both teams will be traveling to Toronto. So that three-game series is going to be very meaningful. If the Yankees do lose tonight, a two-game, two-to-one series win for the Blue Jays would put them tied with New York. If the Yankees win tonight, the Jays would need to sweep the series in order to tie the Yankees for the what would be the first wildcard spot at the time. But uh, regardless, you've likely got to win at least two to three against the Yankees uh, and then go into that final weekend against Baltimore and hopefully Fucking sweep stop. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a bet. It's what was a good situation at the start of the week has become a very dire situation if the playoffs are the goal uh obviously the division no longer we are we were eliminated i think it was monday or tuesday after our last recording officially and um the path for oakland is uh, extremely narrow being four games back of the wild card right now mm-hmm. and their wild card elimination number being four they pretty much have to win out they need to win their final six games uh, against houston and that will put them at 90 wins um which oh no they're playing a game right now yeah too. okay right. so if they win today against houston or no they have seven games against the Astros, don't they? Is it seven or six? I have no idea. I haven't really been I following fucked up Oakland. the math on this one, folks. But um, <laughs> basically, they have to beat Houston every single game. And, and mathematically, it's impossible for the Yankees and, and Boston to lose every remaining game because they play yeah. each other at least once. So the path for Oakland to get into the playoffs is extremely small, mm-hmm. very narrow. It's still very possible. Their, their E number won't go... Uh, you know, lower than three uh, today, or unless they lose. I guess I yeah. Know. If they lose and Boston, wins, I'm not really worried about Oakland and Seattle anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, no, they're I think kind they're of too far back. They're kind of fucked. Seattle does have seven games left, and they're only three games back. So it is conceivable. Uh, it's very conceivable they could still have 90 wins uh, with seven yeah. games left. Um, but again. Uh, the Mariners have to play the Angels six times, and they're currently losing to the Angels. Excuse me, and uh, Shohei Otani. So very confusing. Uh, the math is on our side, though. We've got three games left against the Yankees, three against the Orioles. Uh, the Yankees have three against us, and three against the Rays, which I believe you already alluded to. Yeah. Um, um, it's it's looking like 92 wins might be needed, Patrick. So it means the Jays need to go five and one. That would be, I think, five and one guarantees you that you get in. I think 92 wins guarantees it, and 91 is very iffy. Especially if two of those losses come against the New York Yankees, then that basically seals your fate. But we must sweep the Yankees. I don't There's think you really need to sweep know. Them. I think it's it's we... gotta be it's gotta be a two to one. Uh, the, if, it, at if, we, if the second we lose, if we lose a second game to the Yankees, 
fade us. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah. It won't wouldn't, won't matter if we beat Baltimore yeah. eighteen nothing all three games. It'll mean nothing. Yeah. So this yeah, this is our the playoffs begin on Tuesday. For yeah. Us. The, the playoffs begin on Tuesday. The games that matter the most. Every game continues to to be the game that matters the most as the further you go into this season. But that's that starts on Tuesday for sure, like, as you just said. Yeah, against the Yankees for three games. It's kind of win or go home, and, and most of those, and at least two to three of those games. If you don't win the first game, then you've got to win the next two. So the best thing that the Jays could do is just absolutely hammer them on Tuesday, get into the bullpen early, uh, make them use some of their their middle to high leverage guys kind of early in that series would be great. Um, and then have them unavailable for game two would be awesome. But most, most, most teams are going to pitch their, their best guys two, three games in a row at this point in the year. So, uh, both teams have the off day tomorrow, as we mentioned. So it's the bullpens and the hitters, everyone's going to be fully rested coming into Tuesday. So everyone's available. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an absolute slugfest, a heavyweight battle for sure. This is it. This is season defining more yeah. so than every other game. This is the playoffs. Oh yeah. Period. Period. This 100%. these are playoff games. Yep. Uh, so it is. It they're as critical as they are to to winning the World Series. If we don't win these games, we're out. Uh, it's unfortunate that it's come this way, but at least destiny is still sort of in our control somewhat, which I know is a an oxymoron, but. Uh, let's say hypothetically, Justin, uh, that the Yankees win tonight. That would put them uh, two games up on us. Yep. One game up on Boston. Boston would have three games against the Orioles and then three against the Nationals. Uh, by all accounts, that's considered m- the most favorable scenario <laughs> because you're playing the worst team in baseball yeah. and then one of the worst teams in the National League, which is... It's not inconceivable that the Red Sox uh, could flame out as well. They're on a two-game losing streak and losing another game against the Yankees at a critical point. It's it's more frustrating because we don't play them anymore. Yeah. Um, and even if they do lose, you know, they could easily win all six of those games against the Orioles and Nationals, and then we're toast. So, it is worth noting that both of their series, all six of their remaining games are on the road. Which is um, difficult. The Jays are at home for all six. Yep. And I believe the Yankees are on the road as well, but let me confirm that. You know, the Yankees have Tampa at home for their final season series of the season. So Yeah. But that um, doesn't I don't know. The Rays yeah. are a pretty good team. Tampa could be at hundred wins by the time they play the Yankees if they if they win their next three. So we talked about this off air before we got here, but do you think if the Rays uh going into that final series, do you think the Rays just take a knee? No. I don't think so. It's it's a team that you're that if if the Yankees make the playoffs, it's a team that the Rays could play in that first round because they'll play the wild card team as the top seed in the American League, and you're not gonna just roll over and let them take shots at your belly. You're gonna actually go for them, right? You're, you you want to make sure that that team knows that you've got their number, and the Rays always play the Yankees tough. I don't think Kevin Cash has it in him to be like, hey guys, we're just gonna roll over for three games. That's not the message that you want to send going into the playoffs. Is like, hey, we're just going to let the Yankees win. There's no way that's. I don't think there's any way that happens. Yeah, I think you're right. I found it interesting, though, looking at the math and thinking, you know, okay, if you do roll over like that, you 
not only do you send a, the wrong message to literally everybody you're about to compete against in the playoffs, uh, but also what benefit is it? Because yeah. no matter what, the two wildcard teams have to pummel each other and mm-hmm. y- you get the winner. So yeah. if the Yankees tee off on you and then they get into the wildcard game and they beat the shit out of Boston, well then congratulations. Your reward for rolling over on the Yankees is now you get to play them and they have they demonstrated they have your number because you rolled over for them. Yeah. So it's just not smart. Not to say that they're eager to play Toronto. I'd say out of all the teams, they're probably most excited about playing Toronto in the ALDS because we're perceived as the weaker of the three teams, which is fair. Uh, we have the lesser record. However, if you look at run differential, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and even though Tampa did kick the shit out of us uh, last year in the two out of three, mm-hmm. um, I think we're better than Boston and New York over a longer stretch of time. But time is running out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, which of the three teams, Jays, Yankees, Red Sox, gets hot going into the last week here because one of the three teams is obviously going to host the, the wild card game. And I think each each home stadium provides an advantage for all three of the teams, especially Yankee Stadium and Fenway with uh, the weird dimensions of those two ballparks. Obviously, Rogers Center is symmetrical, but you get some left-handed power hitters or even the righties. We've seen Vladdy and Bo and Teoscar shoot balls over that short porch and right in, in uh, Yankee Stadium, and obviously the monster being there. Uh, it's it's interesting to get playoff games in those two parks because truly anybody can hit a home run in either one of them. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The Brewers, by the way, just clinched the NL Central, so the, uh, hey, the, the Cardinals are pretty much locked Brewer. in now as the wild card team in the in the second wild card team. So yeah, that and all is pretty much wrapped up. We can put some dirt on everybody else except for Philly. They can still catch the division, catch the division. But so yeah. let's, let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk a little bit about some of the guys who have, uh, we paid attention to this week, I'd say. Yeah. For yeah. lack of a better phrase. Um, huge record. Yeah. Tied. Marcus Samin. Um, 43rd home run yesterday against Minnesota. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Yes, it was. Uh, tied him for the uh, record for most home runs in a single season by a primary second baseman at 43. Obviously, he played, I think, four games at shortstop, but the way MLB works is the same for Sal Perez. He has the new catcher record, even though he's played a lot of games at DH. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 43 home runs. So no second baseman in MLB history has hit more than him. He's got six more games to break the record, Patrick Marsh. Do you think he does it? Yes. How many does he hit in those six games? More than one? Two. Two? I think that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, he's going to get paid. <laughs> he's going to uh, get paid, and it's not going to be by us. It's, I'm telling you now. They're yeah. going to invest money in, in pitching stonks. They're not going to be able to afford a, you know, $26 million a year, Marcus Samin. Yeah, that's a little bit of a risky, risky biscuit. If you're... Dude will get paid, hopefully not by the fucking Yankees. But, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll see. I, I could <laughs> see him maybe coming back to Toronto, but only under, like, he he mentioned it before. He considers him. He still considers himself a shortstop, although he did clarify in a, a very awkward interview with Arash Madani <laughs> where he said. <laughs> you know, I look, I'm the second baseman on this team right now. Like, that's what I got to focus on. But, like, I I see myself as a shortstop. Like, I played the first six seasons of my career at short. Yeah. Uh, 
So, you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any problem with that no, at all. I think that's a fair um, assessment. <laughs> you know, he it has certainly demonstrated that he is an excellent second baseman. Um, but that's what happens when you're a premier athlete. You, you know, and you have the ability to sort of move around based on circumstances. Um, losing his productivity would be would be tough for the team, but I think the you know, the main difference is like, would you rather spend $26 million on one Marcus Samin or would you like to spend $26 million improving what was for most of the season an F tier bullpen? Yeah. So can you imagine how much better this team would have performed if, you know, they actually had a great bullpen uh, in July when they went 12 and 11? And that may end up being the difference between. Uh, making the playoffs and not making the playoffs this year. So I think that's the lesson. Not and to say Samin wouldn't be missed, but... We're going to have some some conversations in the offseason for sure about what the Jays are going to do at second and at third next year. So if, if Samin is not back, you still have Kevin Biggio, you've got Santiago Espinal, but do you trust both of those guys enough to be regulars every day based on this year? Biggio hasn't been healthy, obviously, so it's tough to... Tough to completely criticize his numbers. Obviously, when he was healthy, which was for a very, very small portion of the year, the numbers weren't great, but you still look back at what he did before this year in terms of his on-base ability and the power that he brings, and obviously the stolen base potential, uh, and he was playing out of position at third. So we'll, we'll have lots of conversation about the guys that the Jays have on the 40-man roster, along with who's in the upper minors, guys like Jordan Groshans, Kevin Smith... Otto Lopez, of all people, um, you'll have we'll have lots of interesting conversations about that, and then of course we'll get into the free agent and trade potentials as well too. But I do want to highlight Vladdy as well um, for the opposite reason of of Samin. Uh, Vladdy hasn't been hitting the ball as hard lately. He's been some weak contact. The only hit he had in the Twins series was an infield single that it was like a basically a swinging bunt yeah. uh, to Josh Donaldson who was playing back because it's Vladdy. Uh, his last seven games, uh, 185, 267, 259 slash, zero home runs, only scored one run, no RBIs, three walks, and four strikeouts. Not striking out, just not hitting the ball uh, as, as he was earlier in the year. Hopefully a day off uh, to rest, and then some Yankee pitching in the friendly confines of the Rogers Center will help wake Vladdy up in the last six games. He's definitely a key um we, we see how much Vladdy and Bo kind of play off each other. And when Vladdy's cold, Bo has a hard time because he's usually coming up with nobody on base and he just feels like he's just going to swing at everything. Um, so I think there's a direct correlation between those two. But yeah, any, any are you worried about Vladdy at all or do you think he just needs a day off tomorrow? No, I mean, this was a difficult stretch all on the road. No breaks. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. This is the first time he's played full season in the, in the bigs. Yep. So... Uh, you know, obviously different circumstances. He's in much better physical shape and all that other <laughs> no uh, doubt. nonsense. Yeah. We don't need Last year, Vladdy, there's no way he makes it this far. Um, that being said, he's, I mean, he's going to be the runner-up for MVP. What else do you say? Yeah. He's going to get cold. Uh, you know, Otani has been pretty cold at the plate the last uh, the last stretch here. Are we, are we going to criticize Otani for that too? Like, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it's. This is you know. It's a cold spell. It is what it is. It's only like seven games. Yeah. Uh, not that big a deal. 
Uh, I do want to highlight another player who showed some frustration during uh, the series against the Twins, although they had much more success at the plate, Mm -hmm. uh, grabbing four, I think it was four, three or four hits. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, hitting 341 in September, uh, 422 OBP, 705 uh, slugs, so that's an OPS of 1.126. Nine home runs during that time period. The team is seventeen and well, eighteen and seven now, uh, in the games that uh, Teoscar Hernandez has played, which is all of them. Yep. Uh, you know, Teoscar kind of deserves a little bit more credit than he's going to end up getting at the end of the season too. Uh, he's had to fight hard to come back uh, from some interesting uh, situations. Uh, and now here he is now 31 home runs 111 rbis the k rate is high but you know this dude mashes still hitting 300 even with that k rate (laughs) it's just insane like we we called it last year we said this is the real teoscar hernandez and it's kind of crazy to think you know going in entering may he was hitting 237 after a very slow start get going on the covid list and then since then he's just been just unbelievable um definitely my favorite player of this season this very interesting season uh, because i can recall two months ago saying hey isn't it kind of disappointing that tiasco hernandez is hitting in the 300s and he doesn't have as many home runs well guess what still has 30 home runs and 111 rbis for your high in home runs just fucking crazy uh they gotta extend this guy. They still yep. have two years to get it done, but they gotta they they gotta pay this man. Now. They should have extended him before the season started, but you know, they didn't. It is what it is. It's gonna be an interesting off season. Yeah, we'll have plenty to talk about when it comes to arbitration, uh, ex- possible extensions. It's gonna be really interesting to see where the payroll ends up uh, next year because there's not a lot committed on the payroll next year. Nope. So it's going to be curious to see what they're able to spend because Shapiro has said that he feels like they can spend a lot more than they than they did, and it it could be it could be a return to the high payroll years of the early 20, 2010s and obviously the twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen years where they have spent upwards of one hundred and seventy hundred eighty million in payroll. So oh, I think they'll they'll blow past. I that think they'll easily. I think they'll get close to the top top five in baseball in terms of payrolls they're going to be up there with the dodgers and the yankees and the red Sox next year yeah um, for sure and, and i think will. that i think the time is now yeah and when obviously the the young kids vladi and bo are 22 and 23 and then you add in guys like manoa uh, barrios they're going to be um, key parts of this team going forward but um let's talk quickly about the yankees series it's not confirmed yet. There aren't any confirmed starters yet. I've been scouring the Twitter feeds to see if they've named them yet, but they haven't officially. But the the way it looks, it's going to be Robbie Ray in Game 3 and Jose Barrios in Game 2. That would line up Barrios for a potential Game 163 if there is a three-way tie or a two-way tie in that wildcard race um, for the second spot. And then Robbie Ray for the actual wildcard game. Now, Tuesday's game, game number one, as of now, it could be Hunjin Ryu. He could come off the IL for that game. 
it, it there hasn't been any, anyone saying that he's not going to. There haven't been any word on any setbacks in his in his ten day stint on the IL. So all things point to him coming off. Uh, Patrick, how <laughs> how confident on a scale of one to ten would you be in Hunjin Ryu on in game number one on Tuesday? One. A one, hey. I don't want him to start at all. I think it should just be Steven Matz. Yeah, and I would rather see Hunjin Ryu than Steven Matz. Even even given recent performances, obviously Matz's start against the Twins, he was hit around quite a bit. I'm I I got to give it to Ryu. Um, I still believe that this guy is just like a small little tweak away, and hopefully this ten days on the aisle have allowed him to throw a couple of bullpens with Pete Walker. And figure out what's going on. They've we've it's been mentioned on the broadcast a lot, but Ryu doesn't typically throw bullpen sessions between starts. Maybe it's something that he'll start adopting going forward. Um, but yeah, there were definitely some tweaks that needed to be made so he can help locate and obviously hide what he's what's coming. But hopefully, coming off that IL, he's got some extra velocity back. Hopefully, the location is there. He just needed a break, uh, and I think the ten day IL stint was kind of warranted. I don't know. I, I think I put it at about a six and a half out of ten. For my conference in him in game one on Tuesday, um, I would like it to be higher, but I think he's our best option in that game. I don't agree at all. I think Hunjin Ryu has been bad lately, and I just don't. Uh, I don't have any faith in him anymore as uh, as a starter. I, that may bounce back after after an off season, but he's he hasn't looked great. I, I don't know. The numbers don't lie. I understand Steve Metz uh, probably has less goodwill uh, than than Ryu does because he was so good last year. But I think we got to go with the, the player who's looked better overall in the last month, and that would definitely be Steven Matz. And again, we, Ryu is supposed to come off the IL, but like, how ready is he going to be? How's it going to feel, Justin, if... Ryu starts Tuesday, and by the, the bottom of the third inning, we're down 7 nothing. Yeah, I would rather give it to Ryu than to Mats. I still stand by that. I don't know, man. I think that's just setting us up for a disaster. But that's probably what they're going to do. And uh, it, it could end up being like the wild card game, uh, where Ryu's knocked out of the game early. we got to hack into the bullpen and... Uh, that'll be all she wrote. Or maybe Ryu bounces back. He's got the mechanics fixed. Uh, maybe he can deliver his off-speed stuff better. Uh, certainly, if Ryu it does go on Tuesday, that means that Mats and Manoa will for sure get a start against the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, leaving the final start of the season in question, I guess to close the year would have to be Ryu again because if they're planning for Barrios to be 163 uh, you know and Robbie Ray for wildcard that that's kind of the way they have to do it right yeah and I mean I'm looking at Ryu's stats against the Yankees this year he's already pitched against them four times he's thrown 24 total innings against them in his last start he went six innings that was so this was September 9th or September 6th Six innings of three hit shutout ball. Mm. Um, May fifteenth or June fifteenth, six innings of three run uh, ball in a, in a no decision. Then he had two early in April. The thirteenth of April, he was six and two thirds, four hits, one unearned run, and a win there. 
And then he actually pitched, obviously, opening day where he went five in the third, four hits, two-run ball, and got the no decision there as well, too. So, I mean, he hasn't given up more than three runs to the Yankees, and that was back in June. And the last time he faced them, he held them to three hits and six strikeouts over six innings. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just feel like he's had he has the track record against New York. And he's a better pitcher than what we've seen in like the last two months. He's where he's had a few implosions where he's given up seven runs and three three starts since the beginning of August. And yeah, I just I just I still have confidence in him to go out in a big game against a team that he's had success against. And I, I think that he gets the job done. I just I just have to believe it. <laughs> I refuse That's to believe fair. anything else. <laughs> I'll I'll have, this is a hypothetical and again, it's not my intention to be negative. It's not Oh let's yeah, say, sure. Let's, let's say hypothetically, <laughs> Ryu goes out and gets absolutely fucking roasted by the Yankees. Sure. Knocked out before two innings. You know, gives up as many runs as whatever it was against Tampa. That's two seasons in a row where Ryu, our our final memory of Ryu is going to be him getting skewered by uh, a team above us in the standings Mm -hmm. does that knock him down as far as where he would fit into the rotation moving forward is he no longer our ace i think he is no longer the ace already um especially this season with the emergence of ray and i think burrios at this point may even be a better option than hunjin ryu going forward at least yeah obviously being younger and having a more team-friendly contract but um uh I, i do think that hypothetically even if Robbie Ray does not come back next year I think Barrios gets the opening day start and race and Ryu slots in a number two so that's just me assuming though. they make no other moves assuming yeah, assuming no yeah, other moves yeah. are made yeah, yeah assuming yeah, yeah. just like guys on with with team control and under contract next year I think Barrios outranks Ryu already yeah I I agree with, I agree with that assessment uh, for me if if we got knocked out again by a bad Ryu start I think that to me takes away some goodwill and i wouldn't even see him i wouldn't even slot him into i would i would take a look around the league to see what's available in free agency if we can't sign if we let's say everybody's back next year one ray two burrios three manoa (laughs) manoa four ryu five mats yeah Unfortunately for Ross Stripling, um, the injury has really just derailed his entire season. And I think Hope- the season at large for Mats has kind of put him deserving of, of if, if things were all everything equal, I think he would deserve that fifth spot anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, just that injury just really f- fucked up Ross Stripling's season. It sucks. It sucks. But... We got enough runway left here, folks. Yeah, there's still hope, right? Six games to go. Patrick Marsh, um, yep. Alec Manoa had an interesting uh, quote post game today. He said, uh, "We think we're the best team in baseball." So <laughs> you love to Christ. see that. I love the kid. The kid's great. <laughs> yeah, you love to see it, even though it's definitely not right. Um, because I don't think this team would stand a chance in a five. A one, three, five, or seven-game uh, series against the Dodgers. I still think they're the best team in baseball. Uh, no, you know, I'm not again not trying to be negative. It's just like it's just on. just what you're doing. <laughs> just kidding. I know. I am not trying to. I just am being negative. Listen, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think we're the best team. I think we're the best 
the second best team in the American League. Yeah, I, I still think that. the title of the best team in the American League belongs to Tampa Bay. I still top to bottom, I think they are just built, uh, built to to win. I, it's so fucking frustrating because no individual player on that team, uh, you know, deserves all the credit. There is no like MVP level player on Tampa. They're mm-hmm. just a good team that knows how to play in every circumstance. They're very frustrating to play against because they're not. On paper, they don't quite look as good as they are, but that's because they have an excellent manager and they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're just a well a well ran franchise, and we'll uh, we'll likely talk about at some point about the rumored split of games being in Montreal oh, potentially God. starting next season. I don't want to talk about that today though, because I don't. Yeah, want I don't sp- either. That hasn't been confirmed by the Tampa Bay Rays yet. But um, I what a disaster! That is a curious development, to say the least. But can you imagine? <laughs> all right, imagine this scenario. This would piss me off like nothing else. Okay, let's say we, you know, the Jays continue to be successful. Maybe we get into the wild card. Maybe we get knocked out. Whatever. Tampa gets back to the World Series, but loses. They're still as good as what they will be next year, et cetera, et cetera. What happens if they become? the the montreal expos and then they win a fucking world series (laughs) can you imagine after no major championships uh in in hockey or baseball being won in toronto i know the raptors won and that is a major championship and all that but i i don't know if i I think toronto is number one hockey uh a hockey city number two baseball city i don't know that would kind of sting. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I'm not. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Rays are ever going to move to Montreal. I feel like the Rays or ownership is using this as leverage to get a new arena or a new stadium built, hopefully in Tampa Bay, instead of okay, in St. Petersburg. And Justin, I think that I think the, I think the MLB is doing this as a potential for expansion in the future and i think the two cities that they're looking at are montreal and portland that's my that's my that's my opinion on this for now i don't want to talk about it anymore we're get, this is not the time for this, this the discussion. montreal bay uh ray rake that doesn't sound right <laughs> no i hate it the it's x-rays oh yeah i like that well hey i mean the the buffalo bisons went as the trenton thunder in the games they played in in trenton this season when they were there so did they really? Yeah, they wore the Trenton Thunder jerseys when they were in Trenton. So Who the fuck are the Trenton Thunder? They were a minor league team. They were no longer with the restructuring. So that's why the oh, Bisons were able to... Oh, that logo is ugly. That's oh, why they're the collegiate were, summer now. Yeah, that's why the Bisons were able to play there is because Trenton's AAA team was no longer a thing this year. So, yeah. I like how we stole their uh, their bat dog. Ricky, yeah, Ricky's the greatest. Anyone who's now... anyone who's doesn't think Ricky is the greatest dog of all time is just wrong. Yeah. Log <laughs> off. Yeah, please, please delete your t- your Twitter account. That's it. Um, is there anything else we want to no, shout out? No, that's anything it. We want to say no. Shout out to Shohei Otani. Uh, yeah. Ten strikeouts today. Mariners are up five one now. Uh, yeah, the Angels bullpen's bad. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Halo team is bad, but Fishman good. Fishman good. Fishman be back next season. Um, uh, that's gonna do it for us though, Patrick. We'll we'll come back. I don't know if we'll record 
between well, depending what happens in the Yankee series, if the Jays just sweep the games, we don't have to worry about recording again. We'll just just say like, hey man, we'll just talk to you guys after the season's over. But if the Jays, <laughs> if something does go wrong, or if the standings remain as interesting as they are now, we'll try and come back with a with an episode either on on Thursday or we'll do something on Friday because the Jays are going to be playing Baltimore and we don't need to watch those games. So um, yeah, we'll be back at some point either between series during a series or whatever happens we'll we'll get, keep you there keep you updated on what's going on with the blue jays follow us on twitter at bfmd podcast again check us out anchor apple spotify google so much more bfmdpodcast.com is the website where you can find the shows as well too send us your feedback there uh, add us on twitter our dms are open if you just want to tell us that we suck or that our opinions are wrong um, <laughs> or that patrick marsh is actually being positive when he's giving all of his negative thoughts maybe you feel that way Um, let us know but regardless we'll be back at some point for patrick out in halifax justin here in saskatoon enjoy meaningful september baseball and enjoy the off day tomorrow before you have to start pulling your hair out for the next six days